0: You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories.
2: Hear my true stories. Hear My True Story Kampala Season 1, where we tell true stories and have conversations about real-life experiences with non-storytellers and storytellers from Uganda. Hear My True Story Kampala is a joint project between Hear My True Story podcast and Omoti Creative, an organization in Uganda. Omoti Creative is an arts organization that provides safe and free learning spaces for creative arts, educational support, and cultural exchange opportunities to children and youths in Uganda.
3: Hello, listeners. I would like to welcome you to our conversation with Zoe, a storyteller. Wow. I'm sure you listened to the story from Zoe. She was the director of these stories, working with people who are storytellers and those who are not storytellers to tell stories. And as EMI2 Story Project Kampala season one, we were so excited to work with Zoe as the director of the project in Kampala. Yes, Zoe, I'd like to ask you, first of all, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm really fine. Yeah,
3: that's good. Um, I would like you to introduce yourself to the to the listeners of our podcast here, My True Story, and then we we'll go on like that.
1: Okay, thank you. Hello, our listeners to uh, the stories of here, My True Story podcast. My name is Kayendeke Zoe Patricia. I am internationally known as Zoe the Storyteller. I'm a storyteller, I'm a poet, and I'm a theater maker and performer for both children and adults. Um, I had I had the theater uh, training from Cape Town at Magnet Theater, and it was such an honor. Uh, from that training, we did uh, a theater piece for three years, for three to seven years old old plastic uh, that has toured uh, it has toured Croatia, it has toured South Africa twice, it has toured Angola, and we are planning that as the world opens up, we can have it to around the world. I have done uh, a music uh, international collabo with uh, a South African artist. Mislanta. I cannot uh, pronounce it because of the click sounds, but yeah, it's called mm. Ms. Lanta and it's called the Chalo Chang. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And um, wow. it's been an honor working, directing the storytellers of here,
3: My True Story podcast. Wow. Thank you so much. So <laughs> you yes. are really a talented person. You're a storyteller, you. you're musician. A theatre maker, you work with children to tell stories.
1: Yes, yes.
3: You work with children. How is it? How is it for you working with children in Uganda? You using art. Working with
1: children in Uganda is um, is uh, it is quite uh, difficult because of access, accessing children, and unlike um, I've seen organizations in South Africa where they have theatres for. So children children they have a right as young as babies from months seven months they they, they have a right to theater they have a right to entertainment and like here in uganda so here access and and and, and talking to parents to allow them bringing children uh, uh, like i told you that already the perspective they have about art is is mm. for the hooligans so a parent might fear that, oh, my child going that direction, no. But again, um, you as the artist, you really have to talk to the parents and, and, and allow them. We had a studio that was recently closed because of COVID. We could not manage it, it was in Nigeria a dance studio where we, we had children come over on certain weekends and then we teach them storytelling. We teach them how to stand up for themselves. We teach them how to sing and dance, how to express themselves. And it was quite a good thing for the community. Amazingly, at first the community did not allow us, but then later they started to accept us. And The number of children kept growing and growing. Um, working with children in Uganda, uh, I have... Uh, I've been lucky to find audiences that are ready to me like schools, local schools and international schools. But then mm. um, the children audiences, is they're very amazing, very di- different from the adult audience. They they, yeah. they, they, they they make you think deeper. They make you see life from their world, and um, which is amazing. You think you're going to teach them, but you come out the student instead. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like um, Uganda, we need to have this bit for children, to, to have our children have a right to theater, to entertainment, to dancing. So we, can, we, we need to see more organizations that are calling out for this and funding from our Mm. government uh,
3: or other organizations, yes. Yeah, I see that. I I mean, I really understand what you're saying, like for example, this partner organization, Omti Creative, that is working with children, and Mm. they also use art. So at the beginning, it was not easily accepted, but Mm. during COVID-19, many parents had to let their children come and just do art there because it was the only option for them to have their children to do. Then that brings another question. You mm. as an artist, how, how, how have you made it in COVID? How has it been for you during oh, you know, these times of coronavirus? Yeah. You know,
1: At first uh, the COVID times when they when we had just entered into that era, mm. it was a very traumatizing thing. You know, being an artist, there's the way you think, there's the way you see things. It was emotionally traumatizing because now you're held back. Our place is the stage. Our friend is the microphone. You know, you can't hear clappings anymore. You can't sing with the audiences anymore. So emotionally, it was draining and depressing. And then uh, COVID uh, did take a lot. Uh, most of us artists, uh, we earn big from... International tours, and and these were cancelled out, so it became hard to earn. Uh, There's there's rent, there's water, there's electricity bills. So it was really hard. At first, I moved in with my father. I went to my father's place, but as 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 as, as, um the lockdown was eased, I went back staying with myself. And I can only say, it has been the grace of God. It has been the mm. grace of God. COVID has really hurt me where where it really pains, because I still have a pending EP, a short album mm. that I that I was working on, and I feel I've worked on it for now two years from the mm. lockdown, from the time the lockdown started, because it needs funding, you know, and mm. and, and that has been really. Dramatizing for me as an artist. I felt like I'm not moving where I'm supposed to be moving.
3: In Europe, in German, I talk about German because that's where I am. It was more pushing for art to be done online. But I I don't know about Uganda because I know internet is a big problem. I don't know. Was there an option for online for you?
1: Well, yeah, there were options online. There were calls online to attend workshops, to attend classes online. But that only was accessible by those who had the internet. When you didn't have internet, you didn't have internet. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there were, they, here internet is expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, now they, they, they increase. Before you know they are taxing the internet. The government is taxing the internet so that means that the small bundles you've been getting cheaply now you it's is now more expensive so it was only accessed by those who had internet there yeah. are times nope. i had to go into debt because i i had a conference online and i i needed internet mm. yeah
3: I can really understand that because I've lived in Uganda and I do also projects in Uganda. We yes. are expected all the time to meet with people in Uganda uh, online, but they tell us I oh, we can't today because there's no internet. There's oh, no internet. The, the internet is closed. We no longer access oh, it. Oh, yes. There's also
1: that. <laughs> not like mm. our Facebook, I don't know if our Facebook is still is open by the government, but it was made inaccessible.
3: To us, and yet yeah. most people do work on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Our audiences are on Facebook, you
1: no? Know? So it is such a limitation.
3: Yeah, I can not really see that. Yeah. Yeah. But then, um, moving on from that, um, you are, uh, you, you know, we are you directly storytellers, stories, uh, true stories. Uh, yes. uh, there yeah, more true storytelling in Uganda, or is it not much as pushed as as uh, an art form?
1: Oh well, it is there, but in different forms. But not mm. not one where people meet and mm. just tell stories. Or it is there, but in different forms. Like in With which form? The, from journalism. There are shows on TV, there are shows on radio where people talk about their lives. You know, yeah. Facebook where people write about their lives, but the kind where like it's a meetup uh, where people meet up and it is a true storytelling night. I've 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 had the first one from you when you organized one in Kampala. That was yeah. that was my first one.
3: Yeah, yeah. For Ali said, us before COVID nineteen, we had some true storytelling nights in Kampala. That was like in 2000. I would say it was 18. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But now with Corona, we can't do those nights anymore. And yeah. maybe if Corona stops, we we would be able to do more nights in Kampala with true storytelling. And, and in your story, in your story that you shared with us, you talk about yeah. how your mother was a runner (laughs) past you. Was your mother there always to support you? I mean, telling you stories or or something that is special about that? Uh,
1: With my mom, my mother, uh, uh, growing up mostly, we uh, we were so loved by our grandmothers and aunties. You know? So most of the times we spent our t- we spent our times with our grandmothers and aunties. But my mother was a storyteller. She used to tell so many stories. To halal abides, you know, she, when you're at the farm and, and you're there and, and she wants to tell you, to warn you about something, she would tell a story. But about my mother running, my mother was a runner. I got to know about it from... When, when she was dead and they were they were reading about her, uh, they said she was a runner who used to, in school, she was such a fast runner that every time there were competitions, they had to check to be sure that she's a woman so she can run among the females. And they said <laughs> she was so fast. <laughs> I even remember one time uh, mm. my brother, who is, a, who is late now also, uh, he did something, and and my mama told him to come so she can beat him, but he didn't want to be beaten, so he took off. They ran. Uh, they say that she, she, she used to compete for for the district uh, mm. in, in district-level competitions, and she was such a fast runner that every time she was going to run, they had to check to be sure she's a woman. So she can mm. compete with other females. So seeing her run, when they were talking about that uh, during her burial, I recalled that day. And now I put the dots together. I was like, oh, that's why she came running like a cheetah. <laughs> yes.
3: yeah. so are you also um, a runner? I mean, have you ever... <laughs> Right, running.
1: No, the only no. person, the only person who was well gifted was my little brother. He was such mm. a talent. He was a fast runner like my mother. Uh, he was a music producer. He was a playwright. He was an actor with awards. He was. Wow. Um, he was a doctor. He was a herbalist. Yes, mm. but me. Anything to do with sports? I only I only expected.
3: <laughs> <But,
1: laughs> My love of M D D music, You're dance, love... and drama, but sports, no.
3: No. Wow. Yeah. So, um, just like uh, in your story, you talked about the white Pajero and the white person coming in your village. I mean, okay. I, I would like. Would you draw for our listeners how it is like?
1: Before. Years before mm. in the local communities, people used to hear about the white man. But mm. they would hear about the white man with other stories. They had about him as the slave trader, they had about him as a hater for the black skin, but they had never seen him or even talked with him. They had never seen him laugh, they had never seen him cry. And uh, I remember in our village, every time a white person came, the children would be all over, all over that person. And, and there were all these theories about them. We feared them in our village. And then growing up, um, I come to the city, and it's different. I meet them in the city. They are my teachers at school. And then you get to understand they are are human like you are. And then you get to understand, but then uh, uh, today, the Uganda today, we are a very, very hospitable nation that has been written about us. We love visitors to this nation. Ugandans are the the most loving people I know. Don't you think that it's only in Uganda where people greet? You greet someone you don't know just to find out how they slept on the way. The it is
2: real true.
3: It is its true. It's all
1: in this nation.
3: <laughs> yeah, so, I, I'm in German right now. Yes, but I can tell you, I can pass someone I sleep with on the same apartment, and the only thing you can know. say, hello. Only yeah, that. You said, yeah, yeah. They just said, guten morgen. Done.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, okay. here, yeah, but here from um from our 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 traditions, we've been taught how to treat. Visitors, us. And that's how we are. The greeting alone is, is, is a, a greeting that will, is very prolonged. In fact, in some communities, like in the Busoga, it's like a song. How are you? How are you? I'm fine. He, he, he. The mosquitoes that beat you yesterday, are they still biting? No, they died. He, he, he. You know, like it's like a song. It's like a story. So yeah. Uganda is a very very hostile nation, and we love right now. Bec- and even there's there's a, there's an increasing rate of interracial marriages. So we are becoming more one than than, than in the past.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yes. I see that. I see. You see. I come from uh, Busoga region, that is in the eastern part of Uganda. I'm in Busoga, and our greeting is storytelling. Yes. You- People ask you about your chicken, your cow. The most people that beat you, just like you said, are the children yes. fine? Did you eat yes. well? Yeah, <laughs> they, they ask you everything.
1: Everything, yes.
3: I grew up knowing that's greeting to me. When I came yes. to German, <laughs> I learned that greeting is only Guten Morgen. Hello. Someone to ask you something about how you slept. Oh. It's more like you know them more. And, and, and now I learn I, I learned that, okay, maybe this is not my culture. I need to also to tone down in my greeting. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: And um, I, I, as we were talking about sports, mm. I remembered I am with the sports. Uh, I'm into the swimming, the swimming department. I am a certified professional swimming official with Uganda Swimming Federation. I have been trained by them for many years. Uh, I have I've I've um, officiated on 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 big national and international events. Uh, recently, de- there's been the Kana, Kana Zone Three uh, swimming competitions that have featured uh, young people from Kenya, Eritrea, uh Tanzania, um, Burundi. We, we there's Rwanda, South Africa, yes. So I think that's the the sport, I would say, took my my interest. But for the others, I'm a spectator. I'd forgotten that wow. bit, yeah.
3: Yeah, so you're a sports lady at, at, at the end of it, yes. yes. Yeah, you are lucky. Yeah. I, I'm looking for a swimming class. I need to learn how to swim. I, we do I sometimes to... fear to say it because there's a stereotype about yes. black people black people, black people don't, don't know how to swim i don't know yeah. where that stereotype comes from with people in europe or in german when they think oh they ask you do you know how to swim <laughs> then i don't know which is which means maybe um that's fine the stereotype but i'm going uh, to learn swimming
1: I've, I've i've seen it even in movies where they are making fun of black people and swimming so I think it's a worldwide thing.
3: <laughs> I think so, yeah. It's a yes. worldwide, thing. yeah. Of yeah. course, you have traveled to Europe. I'm sure you have met that. If you told someone, do you know uh, that I swim? Well, what is uh, their reaction? <laughs> have you experienced uh, that?
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Like you tell someone, like what? So you know, like it's, it's, it's sometimes it's a new thing. They're swimming in in Uganda, swimming in Africa. And then if you tell someone I can't swim, uh, most times they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been told that Africans do not know how to swim. Or sometimes you go somewhere and when they're asking you questions, is it true that Africans do not swim? That's that's, that's a little bit weird. How come they do not know how to swim? (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. These stereotypes. We meet them all the time.
1: Sometimes these things do not, uh, they do not, I don't, sometimes they may not be intentional, but someone finds themselves because it's stereotype, and now it it found its way to fit into conversation, Mm -hmm. and it feels like a normal question, yet it's (laughs) offensive sometimes.
3: Yeah. 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 Wow, it has been really nice talking to you, yeah? But I would just like to ask you something about your work. Yes. Uh, would you like to share some of your successful projects?
1: Oh, thank you. Um, the baby that I really adore is that international music collab with Ms. Lanka called the Chalo Change. It's found on Spotify. The Chalo Change is spelled E K Y A L O K Y A. N-G-E is found on Spotify. It's a song that talks about my village. Uh, While Miss is talking about the beauty of South Africa, in the song, I welcome him to Uganda. And I, I sit on the mat and he sits on the stool. I sit on the mat because I'm a woman. I kneel to greet him. And he's seated on the stool because he's a man. And it's not anything... Uh, because of 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 suppression, but it's just the beauty of our culture, and I give him the nuts that we give to our visitors, the gran nuts and the herbal tea, you know, and that's what the song is. It's, it's a pride in Africa, and um the plastica uh, theater piece for children that has toured uh, South Africa, that has toured different nations. Uh, we are working on with a certain artists in Uganda and a Black Anthem Theater Man uh, uh theater. Um so we are we are we are working on theatre for children and hopefully we will have to, to do more workshops and bring in more artists who would love to do this for children so we can have theater for children growing in Uganda. Which is is not there. Um, you can you can also find some of my works on 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 YouTube, African Zoe, Zoe ends, uh, is spelled Z O E Y. Hmm. Uh, or
0: you
1: you can hashtag African Zoe uh, or, or on social media or in Google. I am just hoping that that. EP, that short album will come out because it has mu- beautiful musical stories about my culture. The Baguere people, it, it, has, wow. uh, it is a, about, about the life around us. Love, uh, searching for things that you can't find. It's really beautiful. And I look mm. forward to having it finally in my hands as a baby.
3: Wow, yes. so that, that that's that is the, the album you're working on. Would you yes. please kindly repeat again the title of the album?
1: The title of the album is Eika. Eika. My home.
3: How do you spell that?
1: It is E-I-K-E, Eika My Home.
3: Aika my home. Wow. Eba
1: Yes.
3: You emgwere.
1: No, um, I, I, we fused into the Baguera and we took their, their, their languages, their accents, but I am from Butaleja.
3: Could you may, may, maybe share with the listeners what, where, which part of Uganda is that, the region, and what it is, I mean, the tribe and where they are found?
1: Oh, no. Butaledia, Butaledia is in is found in eastern Uganda. Uh, a bit close to Busia. Busia is the border of, of, of uh, Uganda and Kenya. Uh, Butaleja the people of Butareja, Banyore, the, the locals, though there are other tribes that, are, that have moved over there um, over time, but the Butaleja is known for Banyore. The Banyore people are known to be the growers of rice is their step of fruit, millet uh, and, and, and sorghum. When you talk about them, the first thing people will say is rice. And then they are also known to be cursers. Like they curse their prophets. When they say something it will happen. But usually a curse is a negative blessing. So when they when they are angry and they said this tree, you tree, I curse you, you won't have leaves again. That tree will never have leaves again. They are known for that. And they dance, their traditional dance is usually the the, the, the shoulders. Instead of wriggling the waist, they shake their shoulders.
3: I'm putting the information about Zoe's music, where you can find her on Spotify, where you can find her on YouTube, where you can find her on all social media platforms. Please just look at the podcast and you'll see the information and how to reach her. So you can reach Zoe, the storyteller, at gmail.com. It's also so written on this podcast. Yeah. So, Zoe, before we say bye to our listeners, yes. is there anything else yes. you would like to share with our listeners on our podcast that we may have not had a chance to talk about that you say, I would like to share this with my listeners or my fans?
1: Mm, yeah. Um, I just hope that uh, they they support us. They support the artists so that we can have our work out there. If only I could have, I've tried to apply for grants to have my music come out of studio. It is such a painful thing to me. And I would be so happy if I got the help I need towards that EP. Uh, so it can come out of studio and the world can hear it I would be so happy thank you for inviting me
3: and thank, thank you me. also for allowing to be a guest on this podcast and also working with the storytellers in Uganda and also non-storytellers in Uganda
0: these stories were directed by Sorry the Storyteller audio production for the stories was done by Adnan Sinkumba Many thanks to our project coordinator, Nicholas Kaiwa and all the storytellers of Hear My True Story Kampala Season 1. For more stories, please visit hearmytruestory.com. For more information about Omuti Creative, visit omuticreative.com or send an email to info at omuti.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast music by edwin matovo hosted and produced by otako subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website hearmyTruestory.com yeah, for more stories all the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast